Where does the Kazam come from? Uh, okay, legitimately, when I was like 12 years old, my friend was like, yo, we should have cool nicknames. And I was like, yeah, we should. And he was like, I'm going to call you Jesse Kazam. And I was like, sweet. That's the whole story. Every, I am, I hate more than anything creating a username for something. Yeah. So from the day I was 12 years old, everything ever, my RuneScape name was, you know, like old school RuneScape, my, my gamer tag on Xbox, it was all just Jesse Kazam. And I didn't think we would get to anywhere where we are today. So I created the Twitch. I just put Jesse Kazam and that, that is literally it. Welcome to Tardux, a podcast where content creators come on, share their stories, experiences, and advice. And today I have one of the nicest people in our community, Jesse Kazam. Welcome. What's up, man? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I, dude, I, it's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and, and it's an honor to have you here. So what we do with the pod is we start off with three rapid questions to get things rolling. So are you ready? I love it. I love it, yeah. All right, first one. Uh, last movie or TV show you watched? I am in the I am in the middle of watching The Wire for the first time. Oh, really? You for haven't the seen the first it? time? Yeah, and it's so good. <laughs> oh, what season are you in right now? I'm in season. I, I just finished season three and started season four. Okay, yeah, I like how the first season was like the 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 moth, like the sort of yeah the underground the the mafia yep. I guess the the basically yeah. yeah. And then you had the school system, which was yep. another focus. Which that dude, that's scary. It's crazy stuff. Like I'm even in today, like looking at the world through today's lens, not yeah. 2002, but today you're like, wow, like this is crazy yeah. stuff. Like they really went a different direction than a normal, you know, police style show. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I are you in the season where basically they've given up on a certain block of the community and it's just. I, yes, I just finished that season. Yes. Yeah. That was such an interesting like thought experiment. Of, yeah. Like if you can't beat it. And how do you make it livable for everybody else? Yeah. And interesting. And, yeah. And Omar, I love Omar. He just, you yep. know, he just rose on you, man. Yeah. It's, yep. it's definitely good. All right. All right. And so you get to sit down with anybody through the history of time. Who are you sitting <laughs> down with and having a conversation with? Oh my gosh. I know. We're anybody through the history of time. Yep. Having a conversation with, I don't know, man. I, uh, I feel like <laughs> this is probably super. I haven't really ever thought about this. Like, I know it's like a super common question. I think right off the top of my head, as cliche as it is, like, I'd be interested to pick the mind of a guy of a character like Steve Jobs. Like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like, you know, you know, obviously I don't know a whole lot about him, but like, I feel like the, the Steve Jobs effect on culture was interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like he was almost after he passed he would like became this like mystical creature and yeah and now and now when you hear about him i have no idea if like any of the things are true or, or <laughs> right. exaggerated or whatever but like yeah. you can't deny that he had this like complete shift he caused part of a complete shift on how people look at technology yeah and design and software and hardware yeah and so i find that to be really interesting and then the social impact that he's had on how our lives change because of this you know the phone yeah yep yeah, yeah. that's a pretty 
like love them or hate them, love Apple or hate Apple. Yeah. It is crazy to hear the stories of, you know, like all the big, you know, shareholders of the Fortune 500 companies saying like, nobody's going to want that. It doesn't have a real keyboard on it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and just to think about where we are now as a result of that and other devices like that and other yeah. people like Steve Jobs taking us into this future. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty unbelievable to think that we got to live through that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, totally. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. So number three is a pizza, a pizza company is coming to you and they're asking you to create the Jesse Kazam pizza. What is on that pie? Oh my gosh. My favorite topping combination is pepperoni and banana peppers. Okay. I feel like the pepper, it just like, it's got a little bit of the crunch and it just like gives it because a lot of people go crazy with meats and cheeses and they just make it heavier and heavier and heavier. Yeah. And that's how I used to be. But I feel like as I've grown, <laughs> I've started to appreciate the vegetables on the pizza because yeah. it, like it adds texture and flavor without like the heaviness of another greasy thing. Yeah. So like super simple pepperoni is the ultimate pizza topping. There are some banana peppers on there and some extra marinara sauce for dipping the crust in. Oh, I like the marinara. Okay, that's good. All right. Perfect. Sweet. Perfection. All right. So I guess first thing you had your first, you went to TwitchCon. Was it your first time at one of these conventions? Yeah. First time really at any big convention type thing and def and first TwitchCon. So I remember in like 2019 being like, oh man, all the friends went. I'm sorry. I missed it. I'm so excited to go next year. And then, you know, everything happened. So now here we are, you know, two, three years later out outside of 2019. But yeah, it was my first one and it was super fun. So you went as a fan and also as a celebrity. Uh, yeah. Even though, yeah, you shake your yeah. head, but it's true. You know, you've got your yeah. community. You are Jesse, and, and now you're at yeah. the Twitch show. So what, yeah. that's, what was that experience like? It was cool. It was really crazy to <laughs> have both sides of that experience so close together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would see people like Wellen or General Sam yeah. or Pestily and walk up to these guys and be like, Oh my God, dude. Like, I love your content, man. Like you're so cool. Yeah. And like, and they were like, so chill. Like, Oh yeah. And then I'll turn around and somebody else will be like, yo, Jesse, I love your content, man. And like that, having the almost like the whiplash of that experience. Yeah. I think it's a good way in a lot of ways. Cause it really like forces you to like look at both perspectives and be like, we're all just nerds playing yep. video games. You know what I mean? Like, we, like it, that's just, it's, we're all just people doing the thing. And that doesn't like diminish the work put in and no. the entertainment value that the people provide. But like, you know, we're, you know, this is like, this is such a, it's such an interesting industry because you think about other places in the entertainment industry, whether it be music or acting or whatever, yeah. like a lot of times there's so much training that goes in, you know, I, yeah. I come a little bit from the music world. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I knew, I knew guys that just spent eight, 10 hours a day practicing their craft and some of these people don't make it. And so it's like not to diminish content creation, yeah. but but I do think there's something to be said that at the end of the day, we're all just kind of people that fell into it on accident a, yeah. a little bit. You know what I mean? Guys like Pestily like are a real put his picture on my wall and be like, I want to work as hard as that guy for yeah. sure. But there's still a little element of it. It's like when none of us went to Juilliard, like right, we're yeah. just dudes <laughs> doing a thing and we and it worked out and it's really cool. Yeah. Nobody went to school. This is all OK. Your friends helping you or let me look yeah. up this YouTube video on how to set up this, you know, camera. Exactly. Or yeah. So having those experiences of like me meeting someone and then turning around and somebody meeting me, it's like it was yeah. kind of like 
it was good perspective, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And then you also bring up a good point, like you know, a bunch of nerds getting together. Nerds who sit in their, you know, in their environment 40 hours a week or more even, and now yep. you're all together seeing each other. It's like, you yep. know, it's that awkwardness. It, it is. It, I mean, it is. And it's super, it's super weird because like, <clears throat> you know, I talk to my wife all the time and especially like when I was first getting into this, like she was super surprised that I wanted to do this and like this kind of stuff because I am pretty naturally like introverted. Yeah. Um, like, you know what I mean? I would always rather be with like a smaller group of people than like a large group of people. Right. I, you know, my, you know, quote unquote batteries get recharged kind of like alone or just with my mm -hmm. wife. I love socializing, but like, I, I don't know if it's the most accurate description, but I feel like that's one I've heard where it's like, where do you get filled up? Is it with a bunch of people or is it more secluded? So like, I love socializing, but when I'm like, when I just need to recharge, I just yeah. want to chill. And so I'm more naturally introverted. So she was like, you want to then just go and, and speak <laughs> to hundreds or thousands of people. Yeah. And, and it, and it like, is this, you know, perfect mix mm -hmm. where like I'm alone in yeah. my room. Right. Talking to hundreds or people and getting that social interaction. So to then be like in real life, because as the streamer, <laughs> you know, you're kind of driving the ship. You're in yeah. control. I can move away from a conversation or mm -hmm. Markov's always there. If there's a lull, so like I can ask a question about the game. So then, then it's like, oh, you have to remember how to like socialize in real life and like yeah. deal with awkward pauses and like ask questions to people. And right. So, yeah. 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 Oh, totally. And I'm, I, you know, I've, I've shared this a couple of times. I'm the same way with my, my, my wife. Like, if we order food, I basically she'll call because I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to, you know, I yeah, don't dude. like large crowds and I'll go pick it up. But she goes, Barry, you talk to strangers a few times a week. How, yep. what? Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, this it's is, different. I don't yeah. know how to explain it, but it's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So now, you know, what coming back from TwitchCon, what was, you know, what were some of the memorable moments for you? The the podcast was really cool that yeah. we did while we were live there. Like that was that was cool because it was like it was I feel like a lot of times in social, you know, in social settings, you just need a little bit of something else going on to like yeah. get everybody's juices flowing. Like when you're just standing in a circle outside of a convention center, it's like like how are you like how was the how was the flight? You right, know, yeah. you're trying to do a thing. But like if you're bowling or if you're eating or if you're doing something, it's just enough of to keep your hands and your mind busy that like yeah. conversations really start to flow so like that was cool because like we all got in a room there was pizza there was beer we were talking to chat and like you know once the conversation starts rolling about tarkov of course where oh. we all live in it <laughs> yes. so everybody's got something to say so like that was a really memorable moment and then uh and then just like going around like bar hopping after yeah. everything you know what i mean every night <laughs> out till one or two a.m just like meeting up with different groups of people just like hanging out yeah. talking life content creation tarkov and oh those perfect. those were the moments yeah those were the good moments for sure oh, that's awesome and i think the podcast was such a, a genius thing to do and i think it speaks volume to the community you have people who are just starting out streaming you have people who've been doing it for years and there was just it didn't it just seemed really genuine i had julian the other day and she I said that, yeah it was really cool that she she said like here's here's clean here's ammunition and uh aims playing jenga at a bar and it's just like it was just such a cool yep Egos yep. were left just, at home where they don't exactly, exist with that crew exactly it was just like a humanizing we're all you know, doing the same thing, trying to do the same thing, trying to just have fun, be entertaining yeah. and, and enjoy the game. And so it was, 
it was a really cool, really cool moment. Yeah. Sure. Any funny moments that stick out that are like, oh my God, that was, you know, he's a riot or she's crazy. I, I'm, Pep is my favorite person in the world. He meeting, is like, oh my God. Meeting him, it was just like, so he's so like who he is on stream in yeah. real life too. And he's just, it's so like, I just, I kept gravitating towards him. It was just so much fun talking to him. He's just like brings this like life and like, you just want to be laughing and talking to Pep. And yeah. so it was cool. Pep and Gibbon were just like always, always life fit for me. Oh. So it was just like cool being able to hang out with them. Yeah. Yeah. I recently had actually had both of them on and, uh, and Tweak came on and Tweak said, Pep is one of the most underrated people on Twitch. I completely agree. He should have a thousand people every time he's live. He's just so I good. completely agree. I really do. Like he's just, it's, it's, it's the perfect amount for somebody like me. It's the perfect amount of entertainment where he's like hilarious and there's never a dull moment, but it's not like crazy over the top. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, and that's the thing. It's like when you meet him, it's like, this is just pep. Like this is who he is. He's yeah. not trying to play a character. He's not trying to do anything. It's like, he's just pep. And he's just like, yeah, I, I, I found him through deadly slob. Cause they used to do like the marksman right. back in the day. And I remember yeah. deadly saying the same thing. Like, bro, pep is just the man. And so <laughs> then I started watching him and we've gamed a few times. Yeah. And like, it was, it was so cool being able to meet him. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And now anybody that stuck out there, you're like, they're large, you know, they were larger than life. You're like, cause you see them on a screen and now yeah. you see them. It's like, Holy shit, that person's that tall or this person's this yeah. tiny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like one peg was like three feet taller than I thought. Be. I mean, <laughs> he was like six, four or something. I don't know. He he was tall, dude. He just like I saw him and then he was like sitting down. He like stood up to say, hey, and I was yeah. like, oh, what's up, dude? One peg. <laughs> oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Oh, cool. cool. Now, I'm assuming you're going to go back to the next one or hit a PAX or something along yeah, the way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I had been interested in doing PAX because like they have the PAX East and I'm on yeah. the East Coast. So I was yeah. like, that might be able to. Uh, might be able to swing that, but I don't really know much about packs, but I yeah. definitely, I definitely plan on going to um, TwitchCon again for sure. Uh, and, and even for people that like, for people who aren't from the content creation sphere, like um, if they wanted to go, like honestly, buying even just like a one day pass, you know yeah. what I mean? Like we, we probably spent a total of like two to three hours in the convention center. Yeah. And some of that was me like, like networking, not right. even like, so, so if you're not there to like network, then, you know, a one day pass where you can see everything, experience it, do the cool yeah. stuff, maybe do it on the day that there's a meet and greet you want to do. Um, but the most the most fun was just like we we every almost every day we had just like Tarkov community meetups out on yeah. the steps. You didn't have to be inside. And then we were just like going out to bars. Community members were there, you know, yeah. not even just it wasn't even just streamers. So, yeah, I definitely awesome. want to do that. Do that again. Very sure. cool. All right. So who was Jesse before Jesse found the live button? What, what, oh man, you know, where do you come from, dude? Oh, so many things. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I've, I've done, I've done a lot of things. Um, so like, I guess, <laughs> um, out of like, I like did high school and then I did like, um, I got my AA, I did like, I, I do enrolled in high school and then I only did a few semesters, get my AA. I got married super young, I was yeah. 19 when I got married. Oh my god. Yeah. And we really quickly, we started a business. We started like a 501c3 nonprofit, like kind of like, like youth ministry type thing. But oh, okay. we basically traveled around the Southeast quite a bit. Yeah. Trying, trying to like, we, we aimed at really 
providing like the production side of things. So we had like a band, yeah. we had equipment, we had a big trailer that we would lug around. And so I kind of did like this pseudo music type deal for, and we did that for several years, about seven or eight years. Um, and, uh, that it was a blast just traveling around and doing yeah. music and stuff like that, especially being so young. And then, um, I worked for Apple for a lot for a while, um, just doing like the, the nerdy tech stuff. Yeah, we've had I we did a my wife launched like like an apparel thing, like a clothing, like a T-shirt company. Yeah, we tried to make that work for a while. That that failed miserably. <laughs> it was super fun, but that failed absolutely miserably. Yeah. Um, and then I got into um, I convinced <coughs> my boss at the time to let me rent a drone. Yeah just because i convinced him for some real legitimate reason but i just wanted to fly a drone <laughs> i didn't have a license or anything so yeah. i convinced him to rent a drone for like an event we were doing yeah and then we had the drone for like a week so then i took the drone out to the city at the time i was living in south carolina on the coast and i just filmed everything i could in the city and i just like edited it to some music to this really cool thing and then i just started emailing everybody and I was like, do you want to buy this cool video? I was like emailing the city and the like okay. marketing department of the city and like other like Facebook groups that do that were like centered around the city that do like all sorts of stuff. Oh, cool. And uh, so we, then we returned the drone. I sold that video for like 700 bucks, bought the camera that I now use to live stream. Oh, nice. Started doing video work. Then got plugged in, and then that's how I ended up getting a job doing videography and video oh and video God. editing for a production company. And that's what I was doing um, when I started streaming. Yeah. And <clears throat> then when COVID hit, we were that was a really small company and a really small team. Yeah. So when COVID hit, they had to like let me go. They were yeah. like, we can go to like contract work. And I saw it coming. It wasn't like my boss canned me. It was like he had a family to support. Yeah. There were only three of us at the company. And we lost 80% of our clients, you know wow. what I mean? Yeah. When the shutdowns happened because where, you know, nobody had a marketing budget. Right. When that happened. So I was like, I, I kind of see that coming. Yeah. So, and that was when we pivoted. It was crazy. We were having conversations about like, I was like, babe, streaming is going really, really good. I was like, maybe in like a year or two, I might be able to go full time. Yeah. Then the shutdowns happened. And then two weeks later, we found out that my wife was pregnant with our second kid. And then a week later, I lost my job. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I was like, well, All right. we're going to do it. You yep. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're going to give it a go. Holy crap. That's so cool. And now, so do you have, do you play any instruments? Yeah, I played guitar for a long time. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm no, I'm no Veritas at, at all. You know what I mean? I was, I was. I would reject any opportunity to like oh. practice a scale. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I was just like, I remember my, like my dad was trying to get me with a guitar teacher that I liked and yeah. I was just like not vibing. And I finally <laughs> got to one guy where he was like, it was like my guitar lesson. And he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, can you teach me back in black from ACDC? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, this is the guy. And like, so I like, I didn't learn scales. I didn't learn technique. Every yeah. week was just like, can you teach me stairway to heaven? And he was like, yeah, sure. Uh -huh. And so I played guitar for a while, yeah. Nice. So we're not going to see any dueling acts videos with you and Veritas? Probably not. Oh, okay. It's been a long time <laughs> since I picked it up. I I have talked with him a little bit, and like I I miss I miss the music part of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 
not even necessarily guitar, but like a lot of the stuff that we were doing was like rearranging and creating our own arrangements of songs, yeah. like doing covers and stuff like that. And I just miss being in that. You know what that I mean? Creative. Like the, yeah, the yeah. musical creative, because music has always been like still to this day, if I'm on a long car ride, I can pick a few um pick a few songs and like get in the feels. Like yeah. I love music. I love listening to the music and the layers of it and how it's produced and how it's mastered. And so like I've talked with Veritas, I was like, dude, one day when we have the time. Like, I'd love to, like, fly up to where you are and we just spend, like, a week yeah. just, like, working on music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't have to play anything or sing anything, but I just, like, want to get in on it yeah. again. You know what I mean? Oh, so that's Maybe that, one day. That maybe would be one cool. Day. And uh, so, like, you know, what has what have been some of your favorite concerts that you've been to that, you know? Man, I, <clears throat> I when I was in, when I was living in Orlando, <clears throat> I got to do some. The two that stick out, that always stick out to me is, one, I got to see um, A Day to Remember and The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Back when, like, they had my favorite albums. Both of those bands, my favorite albums from them happened at the same time. Yeah. At that show, they were both playing that. So, like, that was, like, such a good show. And then there there was a band called Anne Berlin that I loved, like, everything they did. I followed them for years. Like, I loved, I saw them multiple, multiple times. But they were originally from Orlando. So when they retired, they did their last show ever at oh, the House shoot. of Blues in Orlando. And I was there for that show. Oh, nice. And that was that was a crazy. That was That's a good show. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's go back in time. When did gaming start for you? Man, gaming, I mean, as far back as I can remember, yeah. I mean, like Goldeneye N64. I remember playing um, Mario on my friend's Super Nintendo. The N64 was the first console we had in the house. And I remember being, I mean, we were, I would have been like, you know, seven or eight or something like that. You know what I mean? And like, I remember Donkey Kong. I remember Mario Party, like with all of my brother, like my brothers and their friends. And like, it was just crazy. So really early on. And it was like, it was really like waves once I got like to adulthood, like, you know, all through like, you know, high school and stuff like that. I'm like, you know, I buy an Xbox or a PlayStation. I would flip flop a lot. And then like we got married and we did the business stuff. And there would be times where like, I wouldn't touch a video game for like, you know, months or even like maybe a year. And then I would like get the itch again and I would like go buy an Xbox and I would play all my favorite games. And then, you know, the business would get crazy. Yeah. And so, and then it was like when I was working at Apple, was when it really came back because I was around those people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that just like speaks to gaming in general as like how community driven it is. You right. know what I mean? Like when, when I'm, when I was spending a lot of time doing other stuff, not really allowing people around people that liked to play video games yeah. as much. It wasn't as part of my life. But when you're working at Apple, you know what I mean? It's like just a bunch of nerds again. So yeah. like that was when I, I played a lot. I played, you know, the, Destiny and The Division were like the two destiny one and the division one were the yeah. two games that like prior to tarkov i spent the most time in yeah just like doing raids doing all sorts of stuff with with friends on console that's cool and then um no go ahead i was gonna say the division was the game that made me want to play a survivor type game yeah with that yep. dlc they had it was just like oh, yeah i got a yeah. taste for it the division was a really yeah it it, it was like it was such a blend of a bunch of things. It was like the, a little bit of, because like, obviously the division isn't a realistic game when you, no. you know how bullish was it, but it brought MMO mechanics yep. 
too, it was like far enough, even though it wouldn't be considered a realistic game when you stack it up against Tarkov, right. it was like far and away the most realistic MMO. Yeah. So like it, it at least brought it out of the fantasy realm yes. for me. You know what I mean? There yep. might have been others that have done it. Mm -hmm. But for me, you know, watching, you know, the World of Warcrafts and all those. Right. And then you have something like Destiny, which like Destiny, what I loved about Destiny is it wanted to take that MMO experience, bring it A to console and yeah. B to a first person, first person shooter. Right. And I thought it did a really good job. Yeah. Obviously, Destiny 1, you know, had its ups and downs in the beginning, but like I was very addicted to Destiny. And then Division uh, did it, took it to another level where it was like the realistic, it, these are like, this is a real place. You're in New York City. Yeah. And like, you're like, wow, like this is cool. Yeah. So I definitely agree that it like, it sparked a lot of like, there's something here like th this is changing FPS, realistic FPS. It's not very realistic, but right. like it, it brought it to a new place. Yeah, and I, I loved the division. Yeah, yeah, and you had you had you know loot that you wanted to get yep. out when you were in the DMZ, and it was just oh yep yep yeah, and then mods for your gun, you're re re rolling and recalibrating them to yep. get you know. So yeah, that's <laughs> that just that 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 created an itch that I didn't know existed for me. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I think like there's got to be some thread there where like that from the multiplayer perspective yeah. and then you have games like Stalker, which really did that from yeah. the single player perspective. Yeah. And that went like because of that, they were able to go really deep into like world building and just like all the mechanics of that. Yeah. And like on some level, you know what I mean? If you take Stalker plus the division, you kind of get Tarkov. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Stalker totally. and division, but just make it a little bit more hardcore and you kind of you kind of get that. You get yeah. the mmo mechanics you get the pvp focused you get the there's there's real people around and right. you get the like environment and the world building and the ai and the stuff of kind of the stalker and the hardcore out of the yep. stalker and so yeah i definitely think there's a through line there yeah absolutely and now so you know when did you get a pc because you're working at apple you're not getting yeah. a gaming you're not gaming on your mac no not <laughs> at all i was console i was a console andy my whole life <laughs> it was so funny i moved to south carolina and uh, I ended up moving really close to a really old friend that I hadn't seen in years. Yeah. Um, and so we like just reconnected and we were hanging out and he was like a super techie guy as well. And it's so crazy how like I didn't intend to build a PC to game. What happened was he was kind of just like at arm's length interested in the world of Hackintoshes. Yeah. <laughs> and just like building a PC and then getting Mac OS to run. Right. It. Yeah. And I, at that point, especially at that point in my life, you know, Uber Mac fanboy, just like, yeah. but they're so expensive. And, and there was something about that with that was, it was like the perfect thing for my brain because I loved Mac OS. Yeah. I, I remember <clears throat> being a kid taking apart my dad's computers. He would have like, he had this extra, I would take it apart in his garage, put it back together, take yeah. it apart, put it back together. I just like love that thing. And it was like this perfect and it was challenging. And it, I really like, and so like the website is like Tony Mac 86 or something like that was was like the, the big place where everybody posted their questions and their yeah. tutorials. And I mean, I remember times where I was like I was sitting there reading a string of code or text or something. And I was like, this is a different language. And I would just sit there and read it over. Yeah. And over and over. And like this was the first time as an adult. I like I was like. I would just I would just sit there and I would read something I didn't understand mm -hmm. enough times and I would just get it. Okay. I like it would just like I, like the 130th time when I'm like you're it supposed clicks. to do this and this and this and I'm just like 
I think I understand. And it was like such a weird experience yeah. as an adult to like, just like, I felt, you know, I felt like you almost just like plopped me in another country. You know what I mean? And like three, four weeks in, you're like, I think I get it now. And I don't know why, you know what I mean? Like just context clues, I guess. Yeah. And so that was like, that was just like a thing I did for forever. I was just like researching Hackintoshes. And then I bought a bunch of parts and then I built a Hackintosh. Yeah. And it was flawless. I mean, I had everything working. I was so sick. And then I just, rem and then I was like, I've got a PC right here. There you go. And I was like, what if I bought another hard drive? I put mm -hmm. Windows on it. I did a little dual boot thing. And I was like, what if I tried to play Call of Duty or Fortnite or whatever? Yeah. And uh, and then it was boom. That was it. And then it was game over. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then that the Hackintosh turned into, you know, two two PCs yeah. chilling in the office. And yeah. Oh man. And now what were some of those first computer games then that you you loaded up and, and you know got you hooked? <laughs> Dude, I played Fortnite. Yeah. Probably 30 hours or less of Fortnite on the PC. Cause at the time me and the homies were playing a lot of Fortnite. Yeah. I played that was, it was right. That was right at the time that like call of duty black ops three, I think was coming out. And that was the first call of duty to try the battle Royale. Yeah. And so I remember, um, I played some of that with my friends, probably 20 hours or less on PC yeah. playing that. And then Tarkov. And then I that jumped right in head first. You know, I still barely knew how to press R to reload. <laughs> and I got into Tarkov, wow. which was the worst idea. <laughs> like as a new PC player, it's right, great yes. for, for content. Yes. But as a new PC player, Tarkov is yeah. not the game to start with. Now, how did you find Tarkov? So I was playing a lot of Fortnite. I was watching a lot of Fortnite content. And uh, CDN the third was like, I remember him just being an absolute hilarity to watch play uh, Fortnite content. He gamed with Grimms a lot at that time. Yeah. And Grimms has been playing Tarkov forever. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I, re I remember watching Grimms on Factory in like 0. 0.7, yeah. 0. 0.6. And, uh, and so I kind of knew about the game for a while. And um, in the summer of 2018, it was patch 0.8, patch 0.9. Um, something clicked watching him play. And I was like, man, this looks nuts. And so uh, I, I got home and I bought the game and I fired it up and died 1100 times in a row <laughs> <laughs> on factory. But, uh, but yeah. Now, did any of your homies play it or were you the only guy playing it? <laughs> I got that guy that got me into the Macintosh. I got him in on it. Oh, okay. He had a PC and I was like, dude, this game is nuts, bro. And so I got him on it, which was perfect because I don't know that I would have stuck with it yeah. playing solo um, because, you know, a big part of why I ended up streaming was gaming had come back into my life in a yeah. real way. I was really excited about it. I was playing with all my nerd friends at Apple. I quit that job and we moved to South Carolina and I didn't have any nerd friends anymore yeah. except for this like one guy. And so I was like, man, I'm not really gaming. And of course, you can still game with your friends, but it's just once again, it's the community. You right. know, it's just. I'm not seeing them every day at work. We're not talking about, you know, whatever. And yeah. so it just kind of drifted apart. And so um, so I don't know that I would have stuck with it if I didn't have Adam to game with. But I did. I convinced him to buy it. And we played it and learned it together. And it was, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Yeah. And now, any games you're looking forward to coming out and playing? Um, I don't know. Like, there's... It, it, you know, being a content creator has really, like, changed my perspective on games coming out. Yeah. Because, like, because, and I don't want that to sound negative, 
uh, my favorite thing to do in the world is do what I do for a living. Yeah. Play Tarkov, stream, and have fun. So, like, there are a lot of games that have come and go that if yeah. I wasn't streaming, I would have 100% played and enjoyed that I'll never play yeah. because I just don't have the time. With the kids, with the YouTube, mm -hmm. with the stream, I am not going to go back and play Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm not going to find 100 hours to go play that game. Yeah. But that's okay. I don't I don't resent streaming for that. This is better. This is right. way better. You know what I mean? So so it's changed how I look at games. And so like um a lot of single player games that like I was interested in, like I just probably won't get to, which is fine. Yeah. Uh and then even like games like Marauders and the Cycle, I have really enjoyed playing. Yeah. But they just haven't like really connected with me like Tarkov did that made yeah. me want to like go spiral and make YouTube content and stuff like that. And I'm definitely like watching. I played Marauders a little bit the other night, and that just went into early access. And yeah. it, it started to kind of get that tickle. So I was like, I'm gonna keep an eye on this as it continues to develop. Um, but I think that I think the things that I am the most interested in are DMZ is like the big thing that's like yeah. coming soon. Mm -hmm. Every everything, every leak, which I never know if the leaks are real, but every leak, every every person that's got to you know secretly beta test, yeah. all of the information they've released about it. It's all stuff I would want them to say if they were yes. going to try to do this and actually try to do it well. Yeah. So so it has me like weirdly cautiously optimistic. And and then the big thing I'm going to be looking for is like, I don't imagine that they're, I think it's a relatively low chance that they like have 100% completely knocked it out of the park. Day one of DMZ. It's all I want to play. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But if they have, if they're, if they have the right attitude about it and they're, developing it in the right way yeah i can see it being something where on day one i go this has something here maybe in a few months you know what i mean like right, that, yeah. that, that, that's what i'm looking for like hazard zone everybody played one round of that and went nah yeah yep it was just immediate everybody everybody in the like tarkov or the survival genre went yeah. they didn't try like they 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 didn't come at this from the right angle and there is no update or gun balance thing that's going to make that. Yeah. So like that more than anything is what I'm looking for with DMZ is like day one. Does it feel like they were really trying to, yeah. to make these worlds collide? And if they if it feels like they were really trying, but they didn't hit it. Yeah. I'm OK with that because right. you can you can develop and you can iterate and you can change and maybe it'll yeah. hit. Maybe it'll get good. Yeah, um, totally. Because you think about Escape from Tarkov, like Escape from Tarkov didn't have hundred thousand concurrent players his first wife no nope. you know what i mean it was in early access for two years before that first switch drop thing yeah. so like it doesn't have to launch perfect but it needs to feel like they're trying yeah and and you don't want somebody at activision just to give up on it it's like here's our thing and then yeah. move on you know because it's free and and whatnot but you're right with hazard zone was the bf the battlefields sort of yeah tarkov thing but they you know they screwed up that whole game it wasn't just the, the hazard game. the whole yeah, game was true. awful and and all they had to do was just replicate battlefield 4 and they would have hit a home run yep i yeah i agree it was kind of crazy that game that game felt like a it felt like uh like it was just like they were extorting us for money with yep. hype you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that was, that was the sour taste in my mouth with that, my mouth with that. It was like, there was 11 different pre-order packages. Yeah. It was like, you know, if you pre-order this package, you get it three weeks in advance. If you pre-order this package, right. you get it two weeks in advance. If you pre-order this package and it was all of that. And then like almost unanimously on day one, everyone's like, this has no substance. Yeah. And it felt like they were like just taking the money and run. And oh, I think totally. with DMZ, 
and I, and I've heard that there have been some good updates to Battlefield. So so may, maybe it's different now. Like I I, just, I I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like with DMZ that it's a two sided coin with um it being free. On the one hand, the concern is the monetization. Is it gonna? Am I gonna be able to buy guns? Am I gonna be able to buy character upgrades? The concern is the monetization. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, it's at least kind of a commitment to support it because it's not Battlefield where you had to pay seventy bucks. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's free. So like if they want to make money from it, like they want to, they right. want to support it longer term. So there's there's. So I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. We got two or three weeks, I think, before we see that. But yeah, I'm, yeah. And that gives, and if that goes well, there's a whole, you know, new content you get to create. For sure. I, and, and that's it. That's basically where I'm like, I'm super excited to play it. I think I'm going to go really, really hard on day one. Yeah. And just kind of see, see if maybe it's something where like, maybe I do do a few beginner's guides on like some loadouts and some things. Maybe, yeah. you know what I'm looking for, like how much of my Tarkov skills are going to transfer. Right. Because like I played the multiplayer beta of Call of Duty and it was super fun. But like I, I, everybody in chat was like, Jesse, you have to play faster. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm playing Tarkov <laughs> right. in Call of Duty. I'm like, yeah. you know, creeping and holding corners. It's like, bro, you got to be sprinting <laughs> around those corners. And so I'm interested to see if the Tarkov skills yeah. pay off a little bit more in, D in DMZ. Yeah. Um, maybe we have a cool, a few really good raids where we get a ton of PMC kills and, we, you know, we upload a teach And so like, I'm interested on the content creator yeah. side too. Like maybe there's something there. There might be enough attention on the game to be able to create some stuff outside of Twitch on it as well, which would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, you know, playing COD, it just goes against <laughs> everything you try to, how you play in Tarkov. And it's just like, so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's completely, it's, it's completely boring. against it. So, and it can be fun yeah, because it's just like, I'm not losing anything when I die. Like if my right. KD is 0.3, it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm not playing ranked or anything. So, um, yeah, so it doesn't true. matter. And then other than Call of Duty, the, the thing that's, just because I'm a glutton for punishment that's always on my mind is Star Citizen. Yes. And uh, just wanting that game to be good so bad. Yes. <laughs> wanting that game to be like 10 years farther in development I know. so badly. It has so much potential. It looks so beautiful now, but it just feels so janky at times. Yep. It's just like it, you can spend you can spend five hours playing the game and three of those hours where you were just fighting the game. Yeah. Trying to do the thing you were trying to do. I want to go mine well, my ship exploded on the way. I quantum to the wrong place, and I didn't spawn in a bed. Our party got, you know, you know, tripped up. So now everybody has to alt it for and then reconnect the party. Right. And it's like you know, you can be like two hours in and you haven't done anything yet. Yeah. But when you do the thing, whatever it is you're doing, yeah, you're then like, you're then, then I'm like an eleven year old. Yeah. Where like I'm like, like the one of the last times I played, we were playing with a buddy and we all got rail guns and we were taking bounties where you're supposed to kill other ships but instead of killing them in a ship we would all fly in we would all hop off the ship and we would use the rail guns <laughs> and and to kill the ships just for the memes but yeah. it's like the fact that we like without and when it works flawlessly it works the fact that without any loading screen mm -hmm. we were on a space station we all linked up we hopped on a spaceship we drove down we flew down to the surface of a planet we landed on the surface we hopped off we shot a spaceship, a low-flying spaceship, out of the sky with railguns. We all hopped in. We got paid for it, and we went on our merry way. I was like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. this is the coolest thing I've ever done in, in a video game ever. Yeah. And so it's, it's yeah, when it works, it's the best. Yeah. But absolutely. it only works 14% of the time. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Yep, yeah, that is true. So now 
you so the whole reason you went live was because you were you know sort of moved and whatnot and you wanted to reach out yeah. what was those first games that you was tarkov the first game you streamed i i streamed some Fortnite. yeah um because and that was you know <coughs> you know what what gave me like the reason I streamed was because I wanted to connect with more people. But what gave me the idea to stream was watching, you know, what happens in Ninja. Like, yeah, that's really what put Twitch on the map for me. You know what I mean? Like my friend, once again, that same guy, Adam. Yeah. He was like, dude, like and he kind of showed me I had known what Twitch was. But he was like, you need to be watching more Twitch. Like these games are crazy. And we were getting in Fortnite. So we were watching Fortnite. And then you see it, what happens in Ninja. And like yeah. he's blown up. And then everybody's blown up. And Fortnite's blown up. And PUBG's blown up. And. And so, like, that was kind of what put that on the map. And so I streamed Fortnite probably 10 times, like 10, you know, one to two hour streams of Fortnite. And then uh, I had gotten Tarkov and I was playing that. And um, I started streaming that. I think I think at the time I was like, this is an infinitely less popular game. So it might be a better game to, like, hop into and, you know, stream. Uh, and then that thread carried through to, like, hmm, maybe this is the perfect time to like commit to this game and become an authority on it before it blows up. It's funny. I was, I was talking with my friend. So that same friend, Adam, um, <laughs> we roomed at TwitchCon and we were sitting at the airport and he was like, he was like, dude, I don't want to, I don't want to gas you up too hard, but he was like, I still lie awake and I and think about how you called it. He, he was just like, like I went to him. I was like, dude, Tarkov is different. There's something about it that's different. I think yeah. in like a year, this game is going to blow up. I'm going to make a YouTube channel. I'm going to make a bunch of videos about it. They're not going to get any views, but I think this game's going to blow up. And it literally exactly, I was like, I learned the game. I played the game. I made every beginner guide I could imagine. Yeah. And eight months later, Twitch drops happened. Boom. Jesse Kazam was born, basically. Yeah. Like that. You know, that's where it came out of. So like, I was just in such a good position and time. And I saw it. And I moved on it, and yeah. it worked. Oh, it's yeah. excellent. Yeah, I, re I remember that, like, we found a game before it blew up. And then that Christmas, when it took off, it just, me mm -hmm. and my buddies like, oh, this is awesome. Now people are playing this game, and, and they, they feel what we feel about how, you know, because it's definitely a special game. There's no doubt about that. Yep, yep. And, and, like, people don't realize, I mean, like, that right before that, right before patch point 12 right before reserve came yeah because reserve came in october and then that december january was the very first drops yeah before that october before reserve came out i mean there was like it was like three thousand concurrent players globally i mean it was like you were like you would go three hours without seeing a pmc yeah. if you were playing the wrong map like and so like just to see it I, I always laugh when people come in and say it's a dead game because i only got three kills i'm like bro you have no idea <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um but it, it is crazy to see yeah. how far it came yeah how I far remember, it's come so far i remember that first twitch drop you know pastilli's numbers were hitting off a hundred thousand oh my and, god and chat was telling him run commercials run commercials just oh, you know, to yeah, get the money yep. and it was just yeah it was so special to, to be a part of it was really neat yep that was like that was man that that felt like a moment because yeah. what's also interesting is like i i don't I, I don't remember seeing any other twitch drops events ever mm -hmm. and none of them reached that levels like it felt like just this like special thing where like the tarkov community just like 
it's the perfect game for Twitch scrubs because we're all addicts for loot. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> compared to like, oh, you get a skin in Valorant right. or whatever. Like, that's cool. Like, we're addicts for loot. Those yeah. first few drops, they were giving away like weapons cases oh, and yeah? stuff like that. And, um, and it just hit perfectly. And the community was just like all about it. Like, yeah, you know, that was such a cool moment. Like, watching Pestley that day long where he's like, if I hit 30,000 viewers, I'll call my mom. If yeah. I hit 40,000, <laughs> I'll call right. my sister. If I hit 80,000, I'll show you my microwave. I and forgot like, about that. Yeah. Oh my and God. Like, and then chat's like, run ads, run ads. <laughs> like, it felt like just a really crazy special moment. Yeah. And it started, you know, everything. Yeah, absolutely. So now, you know, when you first went live and you had those first, you know, strangers in chat, what was that like? Like, you know, because nothing trained you for that. Yeah, yeah. Def so definitely weird. Like, I, I remember that's like, I tried so hard to... <laughs> you know implement like you watch the youtube videos you know yeah. top five tips for streamers and it's like <laughs> you try to keep it talking try to keep it moving once again uh it's crazy how it's crazy how much of it i can attribute to tarkov like yeah like like i worked really hard at this you know what i mean and i don't want to diminish that but like it's crazy how much tarkov was perfect like this game being so complicated mm -hmm. and because i was streaming myself learning the game yeah it immediately breaks the ice if somebody comes in and they have played the game even one hour longer than i have yeah they have more information than me and they're like oh the extract's over there and i'm like really tell me where to do i go left do i go right like, yeah is this valuable like because i'm learning this like insanely complicated game it almost immediately breaks the ice of like you know someone's not popping into me playing Fortnite. Right. at this point you know what you're getting yourself into and it's yeah. just like and they you know hey what's up and you're like oh right. what's up man how you know how you doing like what do you do but it was immediately like you're going the wrong way and i was like oh okay tell me where to go i don't know you know what i mean like, yeah so that helped a lot with like that with those first few yeah. people and like i remember desmond desmond is one of the oldest viewers uh of the channel like he he was one of the guys that was like no 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 no, no. don't go that way don't go that way and i was like okay tell me where to go <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it was crazy. So that helped a lot in those yeah. early days, for sure. Okay, so that's how you ended up meeting Desmond, was he was a viewer that came into chat randomly. Yep, yep. Oh, no way. Yeah, crazy. What? I got a lot of the, a lot of the like, core people were from, like, the first Veritas hosts I got. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, because I, I was like, I watched a lot of Veritas. And, yeah. Like, Steelable Bag and Desmond and a few of those like core guys came from one of those really, really early yeah. posts I got from Veritas. And uh, now we're all homies. That's so crazy. And now you know, <laughs> when you do get that big host or that big raid for the first time, again, nothing prepares you from going from a, a viewer count of X to triple X. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It's super weird. It's super interesting. Like the and every and I made every mistake that everybody makes. You know what I mean? Where like. You know, you get the host and then you spend like 18 minutes thanking Veritas for the host, you know, thanking every single person that followed. And then everybody leaves because they're like, we came to see you play Tarkov. Like, right. what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like all those mistakes. And, and it's just like, it's all part of it. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like there's no, there's no like meta thing that you can do that'll just turn yeah. it overnight. Like any other thing like Tarkov, the best thing you can do is just mess up a thousand times. Yeah. That's just the best thing you can do. You know what I mean? Like you can watch every video you can watch, you know, YouTube video, you can, you know, talk, you know, ask me questions or anybody or Pesley. Yeah. But until you, you know, get a host until you're in that position, you're just like, you're just going to make all the mistakes and that's fine. You know what I mean? And yeah. so like, 
it was just nice. You know what I mean? It was nice. Um, just kind of slowly getting there and growing with Tarkov because I wasn't getting hosts of 50,000 people. Like, right. you know what I mean? It wasn't a huge directory. It was like the squad, you know, Veritas, yeah. Pestily, Anton, Deadly, right. Ghost. And you know what I mean? And it was like, we all grew together, you know? So like, it was um, obviously at different levels, right. but like, so it was, uh, but it was nice. But, but I remember those times. I remember like going to my friends and being like, yo, Veritas hosted me last night. And at one point I had a hundred <laughs> viewers, dude, it was freaking nuts. Like, and they're like, oh, that's crazy. Like, and then, and then I remember like the full, the, the full circle years later, BSG yeah. hosted me for 70,000 people during yeah. one of the drops events. And then you're like, like, what am I doing? Like, this is a stadium. You know what I mean? You I just know, drop right? off a stadium at my doorstep. Yeah. Be crazy. And now, what point did Mrs. Kazam look at um, you like, wow, okay, you're you're cool now? Or does she yeah, like that? Me? No, that's, I mean, that's a good question. Like, she was, <clears throat> she has always been, like, incredibly supportive. But at the same time, incredibly confused. Yes. <laughs> because, like, she is not at all into gaming. She is not at all into tech. Yeah. Um, you know, when I met, when I, when I, when we got married and years since I was being married, she had like a track phone. She was like, I have to go to Walmart to buy units. And I'm like, Hey, what are units? And she's like, you know, like I, I text messages, a third of a unit. And I was like, I've got like an iPhone seven plus. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You have units. So I don't know, but she was like very supportive of like me. I think she saw that. Like I just needed, a thing i needed yeah. a thing to do you know what i mean um your passion for something yeah like we because at right around the time i started streaming was when we had closed down that business that we had started right after yeah. we got married and i was like i just i just need something to do and i needed a commitment so in um in uh december of 2018 i said i'm gonna i'm gonna do this seriously for three years yeah no matter what and then decide if it was success, a success or failure I need something to do. I need something to keep my brain busy. Yeah. And I need, um, and I need, uh, I, I need to do it for a long enough amount of time that I feel like I've wrung everything out of it. Yeah. Um, and so she was like, she totally understood that, but yeah. it was very confusing. It was very, I was once again, I'm very shy. And I would like, I would like, I'd be like, baby, you have to go upstairs before I start my stream. <laughs> oh, no Cause, Cause at the time we were in a, we were in a town home yeah. and it was like, it was like you walk in and it was like kitchen, our table, our TV and the back door. And in yeah. next next to a closet, I just like had my desk like there was no other place to put it. Upstairs yeah. was the bedroom. And that was it. And it was like so I didn't have an office. I was like in our living room streaming. Yeah, and I was like, baby, you have to go upstairs. Like, I can't stream with you out here. I'm so embarrassed. You know what I mean? Oh, so my like, God. Um, So uh, so she was very supportive, but yeah. like very confused. I mean, I remember like, babe, I got a hundred dollar donation. And she would just be like, why is somebody giving you a hundred dollars? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's money. And she was like, yeah, but that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, yeah, but it's money. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, man, I mean, like it was when, when things started like happening, you know what I mean? Like the first time I made like a thousand dollars in a month. Yeah. I remember like, we were both like, okay, okay. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and what, what's going on here? Oh, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. things are just what I've with all the people have been on. It's it's a, a key 
factor of the success for the content creator is having that support mechanism, whether it's yeah. the family, well, like, you know, Tweak's mom helped him, you know, paid for his house for a year just so he can get off his feet and get, get going awesome. with it. And, yeah. you know, so many of the other ones, it was their spouse because yeah. they recognize how much passion, how much enjoyment they're happier doing this than they're miserable doing their other job and whatnot. And, and it's, it's, yeah. it's really, really important. Yeah. Yeah, and really early on, she would she told me she was like, "I'm seeing something happen, like in you, like I because I am like very self-proclaimed, like traditionally very procrastinating, procrastinatory, if yeah. that's a word, and kind of lazy. Like I was the guy that like if I if I had to work at like 2 p.m. and I'm up at like you know I'm uh, like 11, I'm like I don't want to do anything. Do I have to work later? You know what I mean? She's yeah. like, that's not how life works because she's very extroverted. She's like. That you're not working now. Let's go do life. And I was like, I work later. That's so lame. I don't want to do anything. Like, I just like, ah, eh, like I was the kid in school writing my papers, writing yeah. my essays, like in class the day they mm -hmm. were due, hoping the teacher would stall a little bit longer so I could finish it. And it was just like a complete 180. She was like, you're like, you're like doing this. Like you're proactively doing yeah. it. You're working hard. You're making videos. You're finding time to do something and work on something. Yeah. It wasn't making us money at the time, but she was like, she was like, this is a complete 180. She's like, I've never seen this side of you. And I just like, think it's good. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like I, you know, I don't notice. I'm just like doing my thing. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that support system from her was huge early on, especially yes. because it was, I was working full time. She was working at the time. Yeah. You know, we maybe had just had our first kid and taking any time is significant. You know right. what I mean? Like I, yep. I tried to be strategic about it where like, and here's another thing for people that are aspiring to stream the whole first entire 12 months, the first entire year I was streaming, I streamed three days a week for three hours. She would go to bed at like nine. Yeah. The kid was already down at seven and I would go live at nine. I would go nine to midnight. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I wasn't grinding 14 hour streams, eight days a week. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like, I was going, it was when I could, what made sense for me, what didn't take away from the other things I was yeah. doing. And I made it work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I recently saw a tweet from, uh, I don't know if it was one of the, the management companies or what, and I suggested you don't need to stream 10 hours a day, stream six yeah. or five and, and you, you know, you can make it doing that. But yeah, no, yeah. that's, that's. That's really, you're a good example. Three hours a day, yeah. three times a week. And, yep. you know, you did it. And then that gave me then the flexibility to when I did want to invest more time, I got to invest it into YouTube. And yeah. then and that was like, that was another thing where I was like, I think I want to start a YouTube channel. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Yeah. And now it's like, I mean, the single biggest driver to my Twitch is the YouTube channel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's insane. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, when did you get when you started that first time you went to go live? When did you was there a particular moment that you like I made it or was it just a series of events that happened that? Yeah, it's just there's like that. That's the thing is like I would write down goals and yeah. I would hit the goals and like and and I've heard this in a, in a bunch of different industries, but like it's just never enough. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as I hit that goal, I was yeah. like, well, now I want this. You know what I mean? Like, well, now I want like I want a thousand followers on Twitch. Yeah. And you hit that and it's like, well, now I want 10,000. You know what I mean? And it's like, which was good because it's it's the drive to, to keep mm -hmm. going. Like because I am very goal oriented. Yeah. So having having something on the board to look at. Um but the nature of like how exponential, you know, it all is, you know what I mean? Like, I think uh, I, I have a bunch of the numbers written down because I wanted to remember, but like yeah. at the end of the first year, you know, I had like 
1,100 followers. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the second year, I had like 27,000. You know what I mean? And then like at the end of the third year, like, and now I'm at like 91. <laughs> and it's just like the exponential growth of it kind of like keeps you from being like, oh, cool, I hit my goal. Well, it's like, I hit my goal, but like 80% of the goal happened in the last 30% of time. Right. So what happens, you know, what kind of goal can I set next? Yeah. How, can, how far can we ride this exponential curve? Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I mean, like I still, I... I leave the house so little, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I just like, I YouTube family stream family, YouTube, right? Family stream family. That is my week every week, day in and day out that like, I still don't, sometimes I still don't feel like I've made it, you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's just like, what's the next goal? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? But I do try to like reflect a lot and be like, especially because financially, like we mm -hmm. were in, I basically, in order to buy, in order to build that Hackintosh that yeah. ended up turning into a thing, I basically sold everything I had that was mine. Wow. Like, like not that was ours, you know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not selling anything that the family, but every, every toy that I had that was mine, I was selling my guitar pedals. Yeah. I was selling my stuff because I needed a thing, but we couldn't have, couldn't afford a thing. I mean, right. like we were on freaking food stamps for a long time after the kids we had we were way out of our depth when we started having oh, kids wow. oh my god <laughs> so we were really we were in a really rough financial spot i was working full time she was working full time yeah. and um so a lot of times that is like the big reflector yeah like that's kind of pushes me back where i'm like we paid our bills this month without having to put any on the credit card yeah and we got to go to lunch what like you know what i mean like that's crazy so a lot of times that's what kind of pushes me to like dude this is crazy like you've you've made it you've accomplished everything yeah. you wanted to accomplish there's still more to go and that keeps me going but like wow yeah, yeah. Uh, so cool and now when you know when along the path did you get that twitch partner uh man i don't remember the day it was uh i think it was in 20 um I think it was in 2020. It was, it was, it was 2020. It was not too long after the shutdowns and not too long after I went live. Yeah. Um, or sorry, not, not, too long, not too long after I went full time. Yeah. That I ended up getting it. So it was that summer. I have, I have the dates. I have all the different here. May 14th, 2020. Oh, wow. I got partnered. So that was, I mean, I mean, May 2020, that was like right when the shutdowns were happening. That was when yeah. everything was going on. Um, I got partnered then and that was like right before I guess I ended up going full time with it. And uh I remember like I applied, I because that was the thing back then too. It was like you're gonna apply eleven times. You yes, know what I mean? Like, that's like what I hear, never yeah. accept anybody first time. And I and I didn't get it my first time. And I and I, then I waited a little bit and I really tried to like work on the numbers and work on stuff. I didn't want to apply as soon as I could again. I yeah. wanted to like, you know, really work on the numbers and then i applied and then i guess with everything that was happening with the world it took them a little bit longer to get to it and i just remember i remember waking up i pulled up my phone i like checked twitter or whatever and then i checked my email and i just saw the email and i just like whipped up <laughs> and like my wife walked in and i was like babe it happened and like and it's so funny because like the check mark really doesn't do anything for you. Right. But it was a goal accomplished. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I think that was the thing. Like I was aware of that too. It was like, of course there's the clout, you know, you want to go in everybody's chat right, and yeah. go, Hey, how you doing? Notice anything different? You know, of course, but like, but it, you know, it's, it's really nothing, but it was like a goal accomplished. And that was, 
that was what made it feel so good. Yeah. And that's, I had, I talked to uh, another content creator, Brake, who does a lot of F1 stuff. And he says, yeah, when you get that check mark, it's a recognition saying you've achieved a certain status. Yeah. But you keep going forward. You can't coast. Sure. It's just keep moving. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And now over the years, you know, what's, what would you say is probably the hardest thing about what you do going, you know, going live every day? Hmm. I don't know. Like, uh, I think, I, I, I think I haven't, I, I think I hadn't hit anything really hard until like this year. Yeah. And that was just like with, um, um, like what we were talking, uh, we were talking about a little bit before we started recording, just kind of like kind of hitting a drought of yeah. like content of like, you know, this is the first time from the content side, this is the first time I'm like taking a step back and being like, wait, who do I want to be? What do I yeah. want to do? What do I want my channel to be about? Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, I've made every beginner guide I can think of. I've made every gun guide I can think of. I've made every lessons from beyond the grave I can think of. And we do the highlights to supplement. And those are really great videos. And I love them. My brother edits them for me and he does such a good job. But I'm like in the in-between now, I don't really have a lot to make. I don't yeah. want to waste my viewers time by remaking videos just for the sake of it. But maybe there are some videos I can remake because they need updating. Tarkov doesn't really have any content out right now. And so I'm like, okay, wh who am I? What, how right. do I get creative to, to create content? So from the content side, I think like I'd always had a backlog. There was yeah. always more ideas than time to make videos. And I love making videos. So it wasn't really hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, in the beginning, the, the hard part was just managing the time of like, you know, I have so little time. So what's the most, what's the best use of my time? Right. And then I think now it's a, it's a different management of time. Like now I'm in a blessed enough position to get emails and right. sponsorships. And now I have to devote a lot of time to like, is this a scam? The business is this, you know, things, yeah. is this actually going to work? Yeah. The, the admin, like I find myself like, you know, a year, you know, 18 months ago, the admin was like once a week, I would check my business email and say no to 11 raid shadow legends things. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and now I find that like admins and discord calls and messages and projects and yeah. like, you know, we call them, I know it's not really, but we call them staff meetings, meetings with like the mods and the admins yeah. of the discord and the guides in the discord and all this kind of stuff. Like now it ends up being like, oh, I didn't have time to film a YouTube video this week. Cause I just have all this stuff to do. So like, that's been a little overwhelming. Yeah. Exciting in its own right, because it's like cool that people want to work with you. Right. But like that's a little overwhelming as well. But now did you see these ruts in past wipes where, you know, you, you were finding that finding, uh, I guess not, not finding things to make videos on or yeah. finding these lulls. Like they, they go with Tarkov or this is a different lull that you're running into now. This feels a little bit like a different lull because there were other things like, because like I remember for a for <laughs> I don't remember how long, but for like a long like six months plus, maybe even more than that, I did five videos a week on YouTube. I did yeah. Monday through Friday, every single Monday through Friday, I put out a video, and I had that parsed up where like Monday I posted the podcast, Tuesday I posted a highlight video, yeah, Wednesday I posted a lessons from beyond the grave, Thursday I posted like. It was that with Thursday was the miscellaneous video where like you have to think of something this week. And then Friday I posted the highlight video and it was like so much of that didn't need new content. You know what yeah. I mean? There were so like I was dying so much in Tarkov that there was an infinite amount of lessons <laughs> from beyond the graves to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
and, and, and that kind of stuff, I was like, I was getting caught up. I could make a guide on the mechanics. I could make, you know, a, I could, you know, kind of bounce between like, here's a high level guide on everything you need to know about healing. Yeah. And then the next week I can make a video on like, these are all the stims and what stims you can use. I could go wide, I could go deep, I could go niche. And there was always that. So we had a, l a lull and a wipe. I could go back to creating that type of content. If there was new content, I could shift all the videos towards whatever the new yeah. thing in Tarkov was. But now I'm like, we have, we're getting content less frequently than we yeah. used to. And I've made all the videos that I wanted to make about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So now I'm like, I don't have a, a backlog to go back on. Yeah. Um, and that's been not necessarily frustrating, mm -hmm. but just like, well, I guess frustrating, but not necessarily. It's not like game break. I'm not like, oh, my right. God, I'm losing everything. But it, but it's just frustrating because I'm like, man, like I want to be creating content, but I want it to be good. I don't want to just like rush yeah. something out, you know. Now, do you think we're also at sort of a crossroads, too, with long form uh, long form content and fighting with now the attention span that Schwartz and TikToks are, you know, that's that's a whole man. Discussion. I find that stuff so incredibly interesting. Yeah, <laughs> because like because the easy thing to say right now is um, our attention spans are short. Yeah, because the TikTok is short. That's the easy thing to say. But it's more complicated than that, man. JLK <coughs> is one of my favorite YouTubers. Yeah, uh, he plays Daisy and his videos are on average an hour long. Oh, wow. And they and they hit a million anywhere between like 600,000 to 10 million views. And I mean, he please puts them out like once a month because yeah. they take a lot. Obviously that takes a right. lot to make. Um, but like it's, it's unreal. So, and, and, and there's a lot of niches and a lot of content creators that like, wh what I feel like we've done is we've gone to the extremes yeah. where like the eight minute video is not as prevalent as it used to be. Yeah. The 30 second video and the hour-long video are king. You know what yeah. I mean? Where it's like, you know, and we see that with like the rise of podcasts as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like podcasts are bigger than they've ever been. Yeah. And I feel like the average length of a podcast is an hour. Our yeah. podcast is two hours long every week. You know, yeah. when we started, we were trying to keep it to 30 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> um, you know, like, and, and podcasts are more popular than they've ever been. Yeah. Video essays are such a huge part of YouTube right now. So I do think it's complicated with like how the attention span is going. And I've spent a lot of time considering how I can bring Tarkov content to like both ends of that spectrum. Yeah. Shorts and TikToks, but also like how do I make an hour long Tarkov video? You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. a story of something happening. You know what I mean? Like JLK does with DayZ. Yeah. Um, well, you have the master on your podcast who can help you make long videos. <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> yep veritas's how long was his audio video was it well three he, hours he told long? me he had like another 30 minutes that he actually did that he just he had to chop out because it was just so long yeah three yeah. two hours and 59 <laughs> minutes that audio videos and i watched every second yeah. of it it was so good um oh. but yeah but so so that is a really interesting we're in a really interesting time for YouTube and for attention. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Because, you know, TikTok and TikTok in particular, you know, the algorithm is just unreal um, at like lowering your attention span and yes. keeping you on. Yeah. Um, I'm like a, I'm a pretty self-aware, you know, 31 year old father. <laughs> like I've got a good head on my shoulders. Yeah. There have been times where I, I have two people inside of me and I can hear both of their voices. And one is like, 
what the hell are you doing, Jesse? And the other one's like, just keep scrolling. Yeah. Like, exactly. I, like I can like I feel like I can actually feel that sometimes. Yeah. Where like I know part of me is disappointed in myself right now and being like, what are you doing? You've the 45 minutes is just right, gone. Yeah. But the other part of me is just like doom scrolling through TikTok. So yeah. it's uh so we're in a really weird spot. But I but I am like trying to dive into that world and 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 start posting on TikTok, start yeah. posting on YouTube shorts, create content that's funny, quick, you know, exactly what you want out of a short or a TikTok, right. just like a quick laugh or a quick, you know, story or something. Yeah. Um, so that's been stretching those creative muscles a little bit because I kind of was just in one zone for so right. long. Well, well, you're seeing other content creators do branch out and to do some IRL stuff, not just game. Mm -hmm. You're seeing like Red Ops doing golf videos. Outdoors things are happening more. And, you know, maybe that's that's a path where you take your shorts and like, hey, day in the life of Jesse, here's just some for snippets, sure. you know, things like that. Yep. Yeah, it's a really like, it's it's an opportunity to completely reinvent the wheel and like look at it differently and be like, okay, like how what works on shorts? It doesn't have to be just this one thing. Like right, so yeah. and now, it's interesting for sure. Looking back over the years, is there some you know a couple of things you would have done differently, knowing what you know now? Yeah, um, I don't know. Like definitely, I would have definitely invested probably even more time in into the youtube yeah. thing and like and more time into youtube and like so i think like creating the youtube channel was the best decision i've made my entire career of doing this yeah 100 i mean like if i have what do i have right now right now i have 91,632 followers i would bet and i'm not exaggerating that like 60 to 75,000 of those followers came from YouTube. like i'm a i'm not the Jesse Kazam, like without the YouTube channel, like yeah. it's unreal. Um, but I think what I would have done earlier was like, look, like invest more heavily in studying like the data that yeah. YouTube gives you on click through percentage, mm -hmm. average view duration and stuff like that. Cause like, you, you know, you hear nowadays, you hear guys like Mr. Beast talk and they're like, you know what I mean? It's like, he's the biggest YouTuber in the world. And he's yeah. like, it's not a secret. It's like YouTube the data is there tells you exactly like you know you have a low click-through rate your thumbnail sucks sorry like you might have thought it was good it yeah. might be a good image but if two percent of the people had showed it to you your thumbnail sucks or your title sucks if you're view, you know what i mean if 30 seconds into the video you only have 27 percent of the people watching your intro sucks like you know it's like the data's there how to be a good youtuber make a youtube video look at the analytics and change it yeah and i wish i would have done that earlier and like really get into that it's the the problem is is that's an exhausting yes you can you can get too far into that mm -hmm. you know what i mean we're yeah. like i it, the, the the other side of that coin is it used to take me 20 minutes to make a thumbnail for a highlight video and i'll sit here for three hours and look at photoshop and be like i hate this this all sucks nobody's gonna freaking click on this you know what i mean and it's like my whole day is gone on a right. thumbnail for a highlight video because i'm need one more percent click yeah. rate so that <laughs> it, it, you can get too deep but like finding a rhythm there where yeah. like if you're especially if you're going to stream on twitch you have to be creating content elsewhere yes and however you're creating content elsewhere whether that's youtube tiktok you know now there's more options yeah and, you know tiktok wasn't a thing um just just like you know listen to the data because it's it's because that's a different thing than twitch there, yeah. there isn't that like data you know twitch doesn't tell how many people saw your thumbnail of your stream but they right. didn't click it doesn't tell you how the average view duration that somebody was live that would actually be a really interesting metric is how long somebody stayed what's the average watch there's got to be there 
Mm, that'd be interesting. Because it would obviously be low, because if I'm live for five hours, I don't have the expectation that anybody stayed for the whole five hours. But yeah. It would still be an interesting metric for sure. Yeah, totally. And, oh, yeah. Also, last time we talked, you didn't have that nice silver play button behind you. Hey. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That's really that cool. Was, that was obviously a huge, a huge milestone that was like, that feels crazy. I mean, that's just like trying to comprehend that number, like a hundred thousand people subscribe to YouTube channel. Yeah, that was really cool. Really cool moment for uh, sure. Yeah. And would you would you put that up there as, you know, one of the most memorable moments since you went live? Absolutely. Yeah. That that was one of the biggest that's just that was just one of the biggest things. Cause it's just like such a it's just such a big number. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I, I love where I'm at with all of with with all of my numbers and all the metrics, but like that was that's just like and to know that like, you know, that many people saw value in what it what what I was creating. Yeah. Whether it was a highlight video or a guide or something, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that. Especially, you know what I mean? That was like it's been cool to see that to like it, it for me it's like it it it's like my mark on the Tarkov community. Yeah. Because like you know, nowadays the ratio is like most of my content is highlight videos while we're in this drought. Right. But like my library as a whole, most of my videos were guides. Mm -hmm. And so like what got me from zero to 80K yeah. or to 90K was that. And so like to, to know that like as this game blew up, like yeah. to see, to have that metric and be like, man, like l literally a hundred thousand people were like confused about this game and you got to help it even just a little, little way and keep them around in yeah. the community. It's pretty cool. It is absolutely cool. And now, you know, for if you, you know, somebody who's listening to this or watching this and thinking about going live for the first time or making their first YouTube video, what kind of advice would you, you know, say to them? Yeah, I would say like, I've actually kind of been processing, like, I've just been processing, not like what I would say to a new person, but I've been processing a lot recently, just like the world we live in and how like everything is so meta, mm -hmm. everything is so min max. You're, you're constantly berated with like, are you a creator? You need to be doing this. Yeah. Are you a, a a streamer? You need to be doing this. Or do you play Tarkov? If you don't use this gun, you're stupid. Like, we're just like, we're so, we are assaulted. Yeah. And like, and I, and I've been feeling that recently, like where we're like, we're assaulted by the best way to do our dreams too. Not just like I'm playing a game and I want to know the meta thing. Right. Like, but if you, if you started streaming now, it's like, it's almost an offensive amount of noise and like, like just do it. Yeah. Like just stream. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're getting into this and you're like, I need to be profitable and providing for my family in a month, like you are, you are just going to fail. Like right. a lot of people say, don't get into streaming to make money. And I think that's little, that's, a the pendulum swinging a little too far like it is mm -hmm. perfectly okay you know what i mean that's like saying don't go to med school to, yeah. to make money being a doctor like yeah. it's okay to want to make money you just have to go through the process yeah and, and 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 actually a better example would be like basketball it'd be like don't don't play basketball to make money it's like well if you want to be in the nba and make make a living playing basketball that's okay but you have to acknowledge you have to acknowledge that to get in the NBA, it's skill and it's luck. You know, yeah. you got to be right place, right time. You got to know the right people. And you also got to practice every day forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? In order to get to the NBA. So it's like recognize that like you could do everything right and fail mm -hmm. and that people around you will do everything wrong and succeed. Yeah. Right. Like you're going to see the guy on Twitter who, you know, streams his plant grow and he's going to get 10,000 viewers just yeah. because he hits the the cultural 
zeitgeist at the right moment. Yeah. And so like, but like your job is to just like do it. And it's like, and just keep an open mind on learning, like seek knowledge, but you have to just do it. You know what I mean? Because seeking knowledge is like, I don't, I don't know if, if the right way to say it is that it's harder now than it was before, but like we have unlimited access to all the information and then when all the information was recorded, everybody decided that it was their responsibility to re-record <laughs> every piece of information with their opinion attached to yes. it. So five, six years ago on YouTube, if you were looking to learn how to do something, there were only a few people telling you how to do that specific yeah. thing. But like, if you Google how to start streaming, oh you'll, you'll never be able to stop scrolling through videos of somebody telling you their different flavor. That's so true. Like, that new information capacity is just different. And so it's so I so I do think in a way it's harder now to to wanna learn because like you know what I mean, one video will say to do something and you'll be like, That sounds like a good idea. And yeah. then the next video will be like, You are literally stupid if you do it this way. And it's like, Oh, I was gonna do it that way. And so it's like, you're not stupid, you're not failing. The best thing you can do, the most min maxi thing you can do is just do it yeah just start just move forward and try to learn as you go there is no better way to do it of course people are going to get lucky of course people are going to pop off and that's going to confuse you yeah but like you just gotta do it yeah and you don't know unless you try there's yeah absolutely yeah so now what's what's jesse kazam going to be doing five years from now what do you think I don't know. I would, I would love to still be doing this. Yeah. I, I think like, <laughs> um, I think as like, I love creating the YouTube content. Yeah. Like I, I really do like doing that, but that feels the most like a job Yeah. where I'm like, you know, I got to write a script or I got to make a thumbnail or I got to do this. How are the analytics? What yeah. is the click-through rate? You know what I mean? I feel like I'm, I, that's where my businessman hat is on. And streaming is just pure, unadulterated fun. Kicking back it's with the boys and Me and Seal ch- yeah. goofing off, having fun, and chats vibing because the most fun chat experience is when the, the, the streamer's having the best time. Yeah. And so, like, I think five years from now, I'd love to get to a point where... I either have a team of people working with me on the YouTube yeah. so that I don't have to do as much of it, or I just am less reliant on the YouTube and it can be more highlight driven or something like that. Yeah. Uh, because five years from now, I absolutely still want to be streaming. Yeah. But five years from now, I don't want to be working as much as I do right now. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. right now it's like approximately 30 to 35 hours a week in the office doing admin slash YouTube. And I stream 40 hours a week. So yeah. it's like, I don't want to be doing that. Like, you know what I mean? The kids are still super young. I'm, we're, I'm basically just trying to like strong arm us out of that financial situation we were in when I started yeah. and put us into a better one and secure for the future. And that's why it's just like head down, just like don't stop working. But like five years from now, I absolutely want to be doing this. I absolutely want to be streaming. I want to be doing that. And so like, so I think that's like the long-term goal is like create a way that I have a team of people that work with me that can take a lot of the admin I can take a lot of the YouTube and I can kind of have both worlds. I can stream yeah. a lot and enjoy it and have more time for my family and yeah. to rest and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You actually just brought up, just remind me of a good point. The fact that you just said, you know, you've got a, you've got a sort of, you've got, a, you're at a good t- point right now where you can just put your head down and grind. The kids that are young enough age. 
as a content creator, no vacation days, no 401k. You've got to build that into what you do. Yeah, it's crazy. It is like that. I mean, like we could talk for hours on the mental, like, you know what I mean? Like, and because it, it, it really is like when you get to the point that I, where I'm at very blessed, it's very rare. And I'm like very aware of how blessed I am. The go live button is a money button, right? It is a more money button. Like when I'm live, People are subbing, people are donating, I'm growing, yeah. and I'm making myself attractive to sponsors, I'm creating content to put on YouTube. And so, like, you're just four feet away from the make money button all the time. Yes. And that's so hard, especially, I was. we were literally talking about this on stream last night, especially because my the, the career is the hobby. So, like, I'm going to take tonight off. All yeah. right, Jesse, you know... I told the wife, I said, once the kids go down, I want, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take the night off. I'm going to rest. I want to do something. What do you want to do? Well, I want a game with my homies. Right. You know what I mean? So now it's like, am I really going to sit here and play games with my homies and not hit that button? You know what I mean? So it's like, it is like impossible to like take time off and take a vacation. Yeah. Um, so the mental is, is really rough and, and absolutely that's something that I need to be better at, honestly, because it's just like so hard to, yeah, it's so hard to just not do it. Yeah, you just always feel like, and then you open your phone and you open Twitter and somebody posts, they just had the best stream of their life. Right. If somebody posts, this stream is sponsored by this. Yeah. And you're just, and you're in your head, you're like, oh man, if I if I had better numbers, I could do this. If I had better this, if I if I was getting more views on my YouTube videos, I could get that sponsor. And then I then I could work less because then I, you know, it could pay for the kids. And it's just like, you can't get away from it. That's, yeah. the, that's the big downside of, of this is that you you can't get away from it. You can't open TikTok, you can't open Twitter, you can't open Reddit, you yeah. can't open YouTube, you can't watch Twitch without being reminded that you could be better than where you are right now. Yeah, or you're missing viewers right now. You're by yep. not being live, you're missing an opportunity. Yeah, the meta the meta game, the meta mental game there, it's like sometimes I'll literally be in a really good headspace, I'll yeah. be chilling and I'll be like, dude, I just want to watch some Twitch and I'll scroll through and it'll just be like, "Oh, landmarks not on." Ah. should i be on like when landmark's not on i get 20 percent more viewers right and then you're like and then you're just like in in an instant boom you can your whole mental can change and it's like and a part of that restful time you're supposed to get is ruined because yeah. like even if you make the decision if you're like no jesse take the time now you're just you're thinking about it, you know what i mean you scroll you're like oh rangar's not on either <laughs> yeah it's just it's like oh my god it's such a it's such a mental game. Yeah, for sure. Yep, absolutely. So, um, oh, the podcast. So how, how did you end up meeting Veritas? Dude, that was just like 100% being a part of his community. That yeah. was like, that was a, that was a big thing early on where I was like, I recognize that like, um, being a part of the games community yeah. was a thing. So like, I didn't want to, ever i didn't want it to feel like i was hanging out in people's streams for hosts or yeah. anything like i wanted to be a part of veritas's community i wanted to be a part of deadly slobs community you know what i mean those were yeah. the places are i was at the most you know what i mean and so like uh so that was it. i mean it was just hanging out in his chat it was you know making youtube videos um <laughs> you know i made that i made the youtube video how to become a legend where i like it was it had nothing to do with tarkov i made this youtube video where i basically like 
it was like a skit and I became Veritas and stuff like that. And like people like sent it to him and he laughed and he was like, he reacted to a live on stream. He was like, this is crazy. And, and it was just like being a part, being in there all the time, you know, then he would host me and I would host him when I could with my, you know, three and a half viewers (laughs) and stuff like that. And just like, it just like that kind of grew and grew. And then I was like considering, I was like, man, I started a YouTube channel and that was very helpful. I was like, maybe I should start a podcast. And so I was just considering starting a podcast and yeah. I was talking with my buddy and he was like, yo, Veritas would be the perfect first guest. Like yeah. have him on first. You know what I mean? Like it, it, that would be great. And then, and then go from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I DM'd Veritas and I was like, bro, I'm thinking about starting this podcast. And he messaged me back. He was like, yo, I've been thinking about starting a podcast, but I don't want guests. I want a co-host. Do you yeah. want to do that? And I was like, yes <laughs> and so like yeah i mean i remember i like put the phone down and i was like shaking i like text my i was at work i like texted my friend i was like that's the craziest thing um, i couldn't believe he asked me to do that i mean i, I probably had i don't remember i like 50 70 viewers then, yeah like and he's you know 800 viewer andy yeah. you know what i mean and like um I wasn't partner. I, it was like many episodes in before I got partner. Yeah. And so uh, I couldn't believe he asked me to do that. And that was like a really cool and that's become a really fulfilling thing. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that 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 really is like that's the current branch where it's like it's the least monetized. Mm-hmm. It's the least min maxed on thumbnails, titles, right. length of the podcast topics. You know, we had track mania guys on. Yeah. But it's one of the most fulfilling and so that kind of sits in a really good spot. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm not joking when I say you're one of the nicest guys in our community, but Veritas is just as nice, but he gets a bad rap. Yeah, he does. You know, <laughs> you just, it's, yeah. you, you just like, oh man, cause you, you get him off stream and you talk to him and guy will do anything for you at all. And it's for just, sure. you know, best kind for of, sure. yeah. And, and I think it's just, yeah, like, you know, when we and <clears throat> we talk about it, me and him talk about it all the time on the podcast where it's just like, you know, like he he like. One of like the core tenets of who Veritas is, is like not wanting people to misunderstand. Something. Yeah, it's it's like and I think and that is what gets confused the most often mm-hmm. is that people think that one of the core tenets of him is that he needs to show you he's right. And truly, if you peel back the layers, it's a desire just for, a, he doesn't want another human being to be misunderstood about something. Right. To have a wrong, you know what I mean? So like, because he knows we're all better when we have accurate information. Yeah. And it just so happens he's an unbelievably smart person. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like people come in and they just get this snap judgment of him and they have no idea he has spent his life as a programmer as an engineer yep. like running teams doing this kind of stuff devoting he's he spent more time doing probably you know the scientific testing in tarkov than anybody else oh, he is very well spoken and presents his stuff in a very specific way and so he's devoted so much of that to educating and helping yep. people so like but i think like the attention span of twitch mm-hmm. doesn't jive with that as much like you know what i mean like yeah like like you know if if he was just a YouTuber, the yeah. perception would be different. You know what I mean? Right. But like, but the 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 experience of hopping into chat in the middle of a conversation, misunderstanding what Veritas is saying yeah. or where he's coming from, and then poking the bear and being like, right. "Well, you're a dick," 
and then he's like, I'm not a dick, you're a dick, you know, and then <laughs> yeah. it's just like, and then, it, and then he just like can't let that fly. No, and then and there's so, two then other people goes, that come in and they call him a, you know, and just like, oh. exactly. And yeah. it just spiral continues. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's, it's rough. Yeah. One of the, one of the neatest things I've ever seen was like, he was, was this was when he was in the uh, pressure of the, which was pressure, oh, pressure washing simulator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And some guy was in this chat and asking him about some programming question. He was in, in a class or something. And, and V just stopped what he was doing, brought up the whiteboard and did like a master class on programming. That's so sick. And it was just like, who else would do something like that? Yeah. You know, and it's just that... it's just somebody who's new into that space. That's invaluable. Right. Because like Veritas has been doing this for so long. Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought that was a special moment. So, yeah. So, yeah. So he's, he's a special guy. For sure. So now around this, I think it was around this time last year, you had a, uh, you had an excursion to go, um, to a gun place, Brownells, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I got, uh, I got connected with some of the guys from Brownells and they invited me out to do some Tarkov stuff. And I got, that was probably the coolest, the coolest experience I've ever had to, to fly out there and just like hang with them and shoot guns and talk about guns and yeah. build a gun. And like, it was nuts. Now, were you much, are you much of a gun guy before Tarkov or in real life? Not like super deep. Like yeah. I haven't, I have enjoyed shooting guns every time I can with my friends. Yeah. Um, I had built, um, an AR like a year prior and just like, just the way of like, there's just no time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I wish I could go shooting so much more. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like not something, it's not something that's valuable for me to do right now, but like, I've always been interested. Yeah. But like, honestly, that was part of why, why they wanted to work with me. It was yeah. like, you're you have the interest in it you really took tarkov by the horns and like mastered that and like and, and so like you're a perfect person for us to show you how much they nailed it like yeah. how cool it is like you know now you almost like it was weird building the guns like i know what all these things are i know these terms i know yeah. this is a charging handle i know this is a gas block and yeah. you know what i mean like but I, but I've shot guns very little, you know what I mean? But yeah. I just know because of the game. So it was like, it was like this perfect thing where like, I got to a, a cornerstone of my content is like being willing to be the, the uneducated person. Yeah. Very few people are willing to do that. Mm -hmm. Very few people are willing to say, I don't know. Right. Let's find out together that everybody wants to be the guy that says, I know. Yeah. And so the whole lessons from beyond the grave series is I suck. Right. How do I get better? Yeah. You know, I, I messed up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm learning too. Let's learn together. And I think that that breaks down some walls mentally of a viewer. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it, he's it's like me. Different when it, it's different when it comes from like, I killed 14 people on labs. Here's what I did. You know, right. you're like, oh God, I'm never going to kill 14 <laughs> people on labs. But it's like, oh, I whiffed real bad. And then we're going to talk about it. Yeah. It kind of puts it on me. Like, mm -hmm. I'm willing to accept that. I'm willing to like take the like, you don't got to worry because I'm the one that sucks yeah. so we can learn together. And I was basically like that where I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm yeah. interested. And so that was who I was. If if you as a viewer didn't know anything about guns, but you were interested, you could watch them explain it to the idiot. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I was like, oh, what? how do you put this together? You know what I mean? And so so I think that that, that has some value to it yeah. of like somebody else to be like yeah we don't know together it's not me that doesn't know it's we don't know and we can find out and so that was kind of the brown else thing where it was like really cool to be put in a world yeah. that i was very interested in 
that was connected to what I did, but I didn't know a lot about and yeah. really get educated by guys who are, I mean, Brownells is, they've been around for so right. long. They're a huge, they're Titans. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was really cool. So now you know what you got to get next. Now you need to find some ex special forces guy to take you into one of those CBQ things. And Dude. like you said, just what you did with them. All right, let's take Jesse yep. through clearing a room, clearing a house. That's there's your 100%. new content right there. We've we've I've I've talked with Brownells about some cool ideas similar similar to that, but yep. like I would love to do that. I would love to. One of the things, yeah, one of the videos I want to make is like, like you know, the the, the most contra one of the most controversial Tarkov things is like the movement. You know what yep. I mean? Like the bunny hopping, the free yep. looking, the jumping around doors, the you know what I mean? Like, you know, being out of breath after running 15 feet with 60 kilos on your back, you know, yeah. how much of that is feasible for yeah. a human being? And, and, and like, to me, that would just be such a good video to have me with 60 kilos on my back. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, freaking Baron who served, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. this guy's legit, you know, and, and like, and, and to see the difference there, yeah. like, I think it'd be fun. So something like that I want to do eventually. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. I think there's a, I think uneventful gamers, he in your community, I know he's yeah, over yeah. Veritas. Oh, yeah. I had him on the pod. There's a guy who could, you know, speak oh volumes gosh. about what volumes. You know? Yeah. Yep super nice guy too that's that's the thing about our community there's so many good people yeah yeah uh, the community gets a bad rap i really i really do think so like yeah. i think i think every, you know the tarkov community used to be like everybody was like tarkov best community and then drops and then everything and, and then obviously like listen it's not it's not just the people there's the, the game is definitely in a rough spot so yeah. you know what i mean a lot of that frustration is warranted but um, but 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 I think like if you ask like most people right now would say the Tarkov community sucked, but I really don't think so. Like I think by and large, um, the Tarkov community is awesome. I think the game is just big enough to have the same problems that other big games have, yep. which is that eleven people on social media ruin it for everybody. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think, you know what I mean. Like and 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 a great like, the test for that would be, hop into a stream. Yep. Like I stream to five hundred people and three times a day i have to be like dude you're a troll get out of here yeah that's a good ratio you know what i mean yeah. like i wouldn't say that's a toxic community that's 497 legit homies and then three douchebags right. you know what yeah. i mean so it's like i think the tarkov community gets a bad rap right now because everyone's frustrated and and sharing that frustration on yeah. twitter and reddit um but i really do think like like tower and uneventful and some of these guys that have like tons of experience in the real world that like help content creators make videos or yeah. just discuss cool things. Like there's so many cool people in the community. Yeah. And now speaking of Tarkov, what is, what is your take on Tarkov right now where it's at? Yeah. I like, I really understand the frustration. I think like uh, we were talking about this the other day, the games in a bad spot. Yeah. And I don't know what to say past that. Yeah. And if, you the proverbial you come into my chat and pretend like you know what to say past that that's when i get frustrated yep. it's like the game's in a bad spot the audio is as bad or worse than it's ever been yeah the networking is as bad or worse the cheating is as bad or worse and those things feel like they're stacking on top of each other more than they had in the past where like yeah. in one raid i'll get no audio and i'll get cheated on and some desync and i'm like oh this is it's all happening so like when people are like I'm frustrated at the game. I'm with you. You know, yeah. stop playing. 
I'm having fun yeah. because I do this for a living and 90% of the enjoyment I get out of the game is like just playing with the homies. I don't really play solo. You know what I mean? I right. play with friends. I play with other content creators. So people are frustrated. But the line that gets crossed is just like, none of us really know, man. No. I just don't know. I don't know if BSG is dropping the ball and sucking wind and mismanaging their yeah. resources and delaying stuff because they're being terrible or if they're absolutely crushing it, but they're, it's just the nature of game design and they're mm-hmm. and they, and they're unforeseen hurdles. I yeah. don't know if battle. Eye is banning more cheaters than any other anti-cheat out there, or if battle Eye is legitimately terrible. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't it, know. And you don't and even, so know, it's just like, you don't even know yeah. what's going on with the Ukraine Russian thing too. Yeah. If that's having an impact, you don't exactly. know. Yeah. And so like, Especially if you listen to the podcast, I'm very willing to criticize the things that I, I do have a good feeling about. Like, I wish they communicated differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I wish they took a page out of the, the like, that's something I criticize them on all the time. I wish they took a page out of the Star Citizen book and, like, they, you know, they have, like, four w- monthly shows where they talk about, like, this is exactly what we're working on. Our animators are modeling this new alien. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. so the, the community's in the know. Of course, Star Citizen is notoriously struggled with dates as well you know what i mean being like oh this game is supposed to release in 2012 or whatever but like they keep the community much more in the know and like right now it's as it's as hostile as it's ever been in tarkov community because like they've been so radio silent now once again with the ukraine war it it is really hard to know but but if you separate it from that in general when there's silence there's uneasiness and there's frustration so like i do wish bsg could um communicate more yeah some of the I am getting to the point where I am more frustrated than I've been about the bugs that have been the longest. Like mm-hmm. the audio has been so atrocious for so long. Once again, I don't know how easy or hard it is to fix that, but I am being like, it's been years. Like I really wish I could ask Nikita, like, why hasn't it gotten better? Is this an intentional choice choice or do you guys just not realize how bad it is? You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, so there, there's, that's the line for me is like, I'm very willing to like, I try to be honest. You know what I mean? I'm not yep. a BSG shill, but but like I just can't bring myself to assign made up blame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 and people, you know what I mean? It's just like there's, there's eight different reasons. And what's weird is I feel like not assigning blame is more offensive to some people than assigning the wrong blame. Yeah. Truly. Like I mm-hmm. think four people would all be talking on Twitter and one person would say the game sucks because they are working with the cheaters. Yes. And then one person would say they're not working with the cheaters. They're just mismanaging funds. And then one person would say that the game's actually a scam and they don't ever plan. And they would all be okay with each other. Yeah. But none of them would be okay with me being like, I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll see. Yep. And like, no, you have to like pick a side, (laughs) pick a tribe, like make something up and then yell at them for it. And so it's like, so, so I come off as this BSG shill when it's just like I, I've just made it a habit to not say things I don't know to be true. Yeah, like that, it's that simple. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm, I mean, watch an episode of the podcast. I'm very willing to criticize BSG when it comes to things that I feel like I can criticize them on, and I'm very willing to say I'm frustrated about a thing, but I'm not gonna just make something up. right. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's where if you come into my chat and you say I'm frustrated at the game, I go, hey, me too, buddy. Yep. If you say I'm frustrated at the game because Nikita's an idiot, I'm like, all right, dude, yeah. go away. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Like, 
So uh, do you have a little Veritas on your shoulder saying, hey, I told you so. I told you these things. And he's, yeah. Has he finally broken you down? Kind of a little bit. I mean, yeah, like it's like I, I, I was such the bright eyed, bushy tailed Tarkov guy when we, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, 50, 60 episodes in where Tarkov, where Veritas was really starting to feel Tarkov. I was yeah. still so optimistic. I mean, I mean, there's an episode of the podcast where I think it was 2021. I was like, that where like the opening scene of that podcast was me being like i'm calling it veritas streets is streets is coming in december <laughs> of like like last year you know yeah. what i mean and it, it's october we still don't have it like it's you know i don't know but so a little bit like i'm definitely like i said i have a shorter fuse with the things that have been in the game the yeah. longest you know the audio the net code the that kind of stuff um but at the end of the day you're having fun. I still have fun like that. Like, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, you know, like the, the YouTube comments are so funny. It's such a mixed bag because I'll, I'll, I'll title the video something funny just for yeah. like, I'm losing my mind or like this game is out of control. And the comments, you know, will be like, you know, all you do is complain. But it's like <laughs> if you watch the video, like I actually I, I I'm not I just have fun. Like yeah. I, every video is me and Valiant or me and Sealable laughing our butts off at yeah. this game. You know what I mean? Like I enjoy playing it. But at the same time. I'm very understanding of people who are like, I just, I can't play this game right now. Yeah, I'm like, take honestly, yeah, it's like, I would not be playing this game 40 hours a week if I didn't stream it. Like, yeah. for sure. You know what <laughs> I mean? So I totally get when people are frustrated. Yeah, absolutely. So now any, uh, any of your boys that are flying under the radar, people should go check out, check out their streams. Oh, I mean, dude, all the, all the homies, the guys I play with the most are like sealable bag, Desmond, um, I feel like he's someone that I well, like one of the original, original homies. Um, those guys are absolutely worth checking out. And then I've been playing a ton with like Valiant and Jay Baby. Yeah. Some of the guys. And so there's a lot, man. <laughs> I really do feel like there's a, a lot. Once again, I'm, I'm glad I got in when I did because yeah. there's a lot of streamers now because I, because I really do think there are a lot of small streamers that that's honestly like, I'm glad you brought that up because like that is, that is honestly like, if you're frustrated at Tarkov and you don't find yourself playing it as, as much, but you like watching it, you like being a part of the community, one of the best things you can do to like freshen up the game is like scroll down in the Twitch directory a little bit and, and click on a smaller streamer and watch because like there are so many extremely entertaining, extremely nice people that stream this game that are smaller streamers because, you know, they, there's just so many of us yeah. now that'll just give you like a fresh a fresh entertaining perspective on the game that's, that's um, really good yeah yeah absolutely sure. awesome so now uh any sponsors you want to give a shout out to that's you know that's that's been there for you uh i mean like juju has been the one man yeah like, juju has been has been like the longest the longest running sponsor of the show um and uh they're awesome people the people love it. Yeah. I love Juju. I still drink it every <laughs> single day after all these years. So uh, they're definitely the homies. Awesome. Now we got to get you a pizza, though. We need a pizza sponsor. Man, I I have spent so much time thinking about that. I'm like, I'm like talking with my agency, and I'm like, dude, we gotta, like, um, I, I like I've DM'd like Pizza Hut Gaming's Twitter and yeah. stuff like that. Nobody will get back to me, and I'm like, I promise. Like I have carefully crafted this persona <laughs> and I'm like, just give me a chance. I promise my community will show up. Like, yeah. but, <laughs> but my, I'm just telling myself that like, we're waiting for the right thing. You know well, what I mean? Like 
eventually something's going to come along. Well, I know they like gamers because I had a, there's a Fortnite streamer, Sparkles Cutie, QT, and she has the Pizza Hut gold card oh with a Pizza Hut God. jacket. I'm telling you, they hook her up. I got to put you guys together and, you know, a Fortnite Escape from Tarkov, Pizza. That's yeah, the dream. That, that, be... that Pizza Hut gold card. That is the <laughs> dream. Absolutely. Awesome. Any goals you got planned or anything uh, coming up? You looking Not really. To? Just just pushing through. Really hoping for, you know, I know I'm going <laughs> to die of my own copium, but Streets of Tarkov, you know, whatever the next wipe is, you know would be great you know yeah. the, the horizon we were talking a little bit beforehand like i think we real we're at a at a breaking point not breaking point but we're at a crux in tarkov where like if they can get past we've known for years that a huge technical hurdle for them that a, an enormous amount of the studio has been working on street and if we can just get to the other side of it and get to some of these other mechanics like yeah. i think it could open up a lot of the content creation again a lot of new content a lot of story-driven content, narrative-driven content. Yeah. So, like, if we can just get there. So, like, that's kind of the big thing, you know, always keeping an eye on Star Citizen, keeping an eye on DMZ. But, like, yeah. the goal is, like, get through the rest of this year, really assess, you know, what, what the next year is probably going to look like with Tarkov, and then kind of go from there. Awesome. And now, you know, I there's probably the answer is, like, there is no free time. But when you disconnect, what, you know, between... How do you, how do you balance, you know, dad, husband... And a passionate content creator. Poorly. <laughs> I just, I, I, in my stream, I go lay on the couch. I lay on the couch and watch an episode of The Wire. Yeah. Fall asleep 30 minutes in, go to bed. And then the next day, I just rewind The Wire a little bit. And yeah. Then, I mean, yeah, I love watching TV <laughs> and, uh, you know, consuming media. And then uh, I love just like going out to eat with nice. my with with my wife so we've been oh. trying to do more date nights and stuff like that yeah. now that we can like you know, afford to get a sitter here for a little bit um so yeah just just spending time with the family is awesome. is the the big refill right yeah. now cool all right man well hey you survived the, the podcast but before yes. you go you gotta shout out somebody who who in your circle you think has a good story that should come on oh that's a good that's a good question um have you guys had Valiant on? Uh, Valiant's been on, yes. Okay, Valiant is great. Like he's I an ex-skateboarder well, pro too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he's got so many layers, man. Oh he's yeah, got so many layers. Um, absolutely. I mean, like the the homie, like the the closest homie I've got in the gaming community is Seal. Is Seal? All Lord. right. Like he's 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 been a part of the community since I had like twelve viewers. Yeah. Now he helps me with like some of my thumbnail he's gotten into the 3d design and has gotten oh, wow. into crazy stuff he works full-time he streams and he's, he's a canadian he's, right and he's canadian yep. yes and so like he's he's absolutely all right that would be a joy to talk to for all sure. right we'll get you to twist his arm and we'll get him on oh yeah well Hell jesse yeah. thank you so much man it's been oh for actually sure. no where does the kazam come from uh, okay legitimately when i was like 12 years old my friend was like yo we should have cool nicknames. And I was like, yeah, we should. And he was like, I'm going to call you Jesse Kazam. And I was like, sweet. That's the whole story. Every, I am, I hate more than anything, creating a username for something. Yeah. So from the day I was 12 years old, everything ever, my RuneScape name was, you know, like old school RuneScape, my, my gamer tag on Xbox. It was all just Jesse Kazam. 
and I didn't think we would get to anywhere where we are today. So I created the Twitch. I just put Jesse Kazam, and that, that is love, literally it. That's beautiful. That's a yep. great story. Oh, yep. my God. All right. Well, hey, thank you. And uh, you have a good night, my friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.